All right, we're on, brother. So I'm here with my good old buddy, Harinam Ananda. He travels the world with a, a group called the Nam Ruchi Gang. And he chants the Maha Mantra. Um, he's a monk, and we'll hear about what that means from him. But um, yeah, um, Harinam Ananda, do you want to share with us, like, what do you do? What's your what's your jam, man? Yeah, um, pretty much all I do every day is uh, go on the streets. Except now, but go on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> and dance so they got me in quarantine now i just came from india uh i was in uh, mayapur west bengal in india that's where uh the the process of self-realization through having a street party started and uh i was there for i was supposed to be there for like two three weeks and come back to australia but uh yeah due to lockdown and all this crap i ended up there for three months which is pretty cool you know, to be in the home of the, of the, where that party started and, um, got a lot of inspiration now. So, um, I was planning just to stay there, but my spiritual master said, okay, we need you back in Australia. We got to help people out and, uh, get them started on their process in self-realization for chanting and dancing. So, uh, I'm back, but I got to do two weeks quarantine. So I'm in a hotel room and just chilling. Um, but I do it in my room. Wow. Nothing can stop me, right? Yeah. So that's, Unstoppable. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what I do every day. I know it's weird because usually you would save a party for the weekend. We wait for a music festival or something like that. But, um, yeah, that's the thing about spiritual substance that, um, you don't have to, uh, follow the so-called social norms. Right. You know, and you can be totally natural with yourself. Just chanting because we are a spirit soul and we need spiritual substance to nourish the real self. We nourish the body with food and whatever else, but we always forget the soul, which is who we really are, the driver of this machine called the body. So got to feed the soul. Right. And, you know, when you say soul, some of, some of the people listening might, that might be like a, um, kind of like a hippie idea. But, you know, in, in the, the Vedas, you know, it's described quite clearly, um, about the soul. Um, do you want to wrap to us a little bit about the soul and what you meant when you say that? And what is self-realization? Okay. Yeah. So, Self-realization pretty much means that to realize the self. So what is the self? Most people think it's the body. Um, if I ask you what is, you know, who are you? They usually say your name. But, um, you know, we've had many nicknames. It doesn't change who we are. Right? Um, you may even, you can have many names on your profile. You know, on your Instagram, most people have a different name. But it doesn't change who they are. Some people identify with the job. I had many jobs before. You know, I used to have a job. Uh, my first job when I was in high school was a rat catcher. That's not who I am. No. Uh, I, was, I used to be a bartender before I became a monk. So <laughs> it's a big jump. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the occupation does not define who we are. Neither your age, neither your nationality. You can change that. These are all subject to change. Even your gender is subject to change, right? Uh, ultimately, most people think this body is me. But uh, if you look back, you know, I had a baby body. I showed you a picture when I was a baby. Oh, so cute. That's me, man. But where's that baby body now? It's gone, right? Every And the scientists say every seven years, all the cells in the body are completely replaced. So reincarnation is taking place here and now right the body's always changing you look in the mirror it's a it's a new person it's not the same but who's the witness of the changes from when you're young to older and then you get older that's the soul 
And why would you want to realize the soul? What's wrong with just being the body? Right. Well, this, the body is temporary. What's the death rate now? The 100%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's doomed to end. It's, it, and, and it gets old, so pretty rusty and no one wants to get old, no one wants to die, but it's gonna come. And that's why all this hoo-ha about the, you know, cause death is near. Mm. It's, it's very obvious, you know, about the virus and whatever else. So, um, that's not cool. I want to live forever, right? So the body is also, uh, full of pain and misery. No, mm. giving that's too much, bro. No, it's true. Why is he on the bus? That's true, bro. Like, uh, like say you get your thumb right and you wrap it up and still say you're such a nice thumb, it's so cool. You know how much pleasure can you give it, right? But then you get a hammer and then you knock your thumb. Psh, the pain is like indescribable. You know, it right. makes it, the pleasure so insignificant. Right, just plague your mind more and more. So yeah, pain is also very close when you identify the body yeah. and on top of that that the the body is near and under or uh not near enough yeah near and under and it's uh it's full of ignorance as well achi mm. <laughs> it chit means conscious and achi means unconscious it's always dead uh mm. it was never alive it's actually the soul that activates the the body and uh you know you hear about out of body experiences people going to surgery and then they come out of the body and they can see the surgeon talking about so many things or they're in like a comatose state and they come out of the body and they see their family coming through and they can hear everything they say so um that uh, that separation between the body and the soul is is definitely experiential it's, yeah. it's definitely you can experience that um so what about the soul so self-realization means you need to identify that the soul is eternal it's full of knowledge it's full of bliss but pretty much self-realization means that we live forever we know everything and you always have to enjoy yourself like increasingly that's what we're supposed to do or we've forgotten who we are then Pain, suffering, death comes along. I am, man. I'm not playing that game. So you're saying that, um, you know, the soul is different from the body and it's in our best interest to realize that because as long as we identify with the body, we feel the pains and play, you know, the, and, and, and and fear of death but when you realize you're a soul and you're describing the soul as um being eternally blissful and full of knowledge then it's a different experience and you don't have to suffer the miseries that you described that um naturally come with the body yeah totally um yeah, pretty much. If you don't know who you are, there's no chance of happiness. And the only reason why we do anything, travel, go go to school 20 years, work, you know, get into relationships, um, is only to be happy, right? Yeah. But if you don't know who you are, what is the chance of being happy? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you make me look like a bad guy. <laughs> No, no, it's like truth is always going to taste bitter if you don't want it. But, you know, like my, this zine that I'm embedding this, uh, this, yeah. this podcast into is called, uh, a magazine. It's called Soul on Fire, a magazine for seekers and devotees of the absolute truth. So yeah, I think most of our watchers are interested in truth and so hopefully it won't taste too bitter 
But I think even as seekers of the truth, sometimes we don't really want the full truth, you know what I mean? So, anyway. Yeah. It uh, has to be said, though. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, we're, we're in progress, you know. Um, sometimes a, a sick patient has to take certain bit of medicines or has to follow a certain diet to come to its natural healthy state. So the soul is not... Uh, the soul is covered by material conception or like the bodily conception, like thinking the self is the body. Um, it's just like a driver in the car, you know, he, if he thinks he's the actual car, then like when he goes to the petrol pump, does he put the, you know, the, the actual pump in his own mouth? No, it's for the car. But what about nourishing the driver of this machine, this body? We don't do that. We do everything for the body, but nothing for the soul. Right, yeah. So that that's a really good segue into what I really wanted to talk about um, with you is how, you know, how do you nourish the soul? What does that look like for you? Because you're a monk, so you're, you're, you're kind of like full-time doing spiritual stuff right but most of us are not that right we we kind of have other jams going on you know uh, working studying whatever so what's it look like for you and then how can we get some of that too kind of thing okay sure no worries yeah so um my life is like I had this philosophy leading up to what I'm practicing now. Like, you know how you go to, like, a party or you go to, like, some music gigs or whatever? You go out to have fun. So my idea was that, okay, I had so much fun now, so the next time I'm supposed to have more fun. And if I haven't had more fun, I'm doing something wrong. Right? And then... In the Bhagavad Gita, which is like one of the main spiritual texts from India about how self-realization. So there's a verse talking about the yogi. So we practice bhakti yoga. So a yogi is one who connects to the, to the supreme. And, um, the yogi, he may, he's, he, he's restricted from like the mind and senses from his old ways, you could say. You know, he has to control them and and uh, put them towards the purpose of realizing the soul. He has to control the mind and senses, right? But the taste for those sense interactions still remains. Like, for example, I have to be vegetarian, you know? Uh, I, I, this is like compassion. And I used to like to eat meat. And I, I thought I could never give it up. But what's cool about bhakti yoga, not only did they give you vegetarian food, which I thought was boring, but they they make it spiritualized. You know, they offer it to the Supreme, they offer it to Krishna, and all the karma is taken away. They cook it in this high consciousness that's an offering to the Absolute. Um, so people who cook, you know, everyone says their mom's cooking is the best, for example, right? Because she put so much love into the food for her children. So the people who cook for, for Krishna, who's the source of everyone and everything, um, they're putting that love in there. So imagine the taste, right? They don't try and taste it or smell it. They're just cooking out of like a, a hot, the highest love. And that's going in. All right? And then Krishna is accepting it, it's spiritualized through a certain ceremony and then you get it and you can taste the difference. Anyone who's like seen Hare Krishna's at a music festival, gone to a restaurant, Govinda's or something, you know, they know it's different. Right? And then you taste and then you don't think about meat anymore. So for example, um, most people dredge getting up in the morning. I get up four or five in the morning, right? And what's the first thing we do? Play music and start having a dance. Come on, that's pretty cool, bro. So you go to any temple, 
all right, and they're already playing music first thing in the morning. What do most people do when they get off the morning? Switch the TV on, it's all bad news, right? Maybe I first have a cigarette, maybe have a coffee, you know, it's a dark room. But like someone who's dedicated to the absolute truth, he doesn't want to waste time. Sleeping is boring. Why do I have to sleep more, you know, when we can do some fun stuff? Realizing the self, doing things on the platform of the soul. Remember, it's ever-increasing enjoyment. It's living forever. It's being fully knowledgeable of, our, of who we are in our relationship with everything else. You know, that, so you can do activities, and there's, a, like, there's unlimited varieties of activities that we can do in realizing the self as uh, living forever, knowing everything, and always having an awesome time. So um, it starts off like that. And I do meditation. I have my, my beats. And I do this uh, Hare Krishna chanting. And uh, that's a good thing. Because most people in the world, they don't suffer from like bodily anxiety. But they suffer from mental anxieties. So you need to control the mind, right? So I've got these beats here. And uh, I do two hours of meditation, chanting the Hare Krishna mantra on each beat. It's about two hours. So that that's like, it's like training the mind first thing in the morning, getting the mind fixed on, okay, this day is dedicated to, to spiritual realization. And you want to then, demonstrate uh, for us, like, what do you mean when you say chanting Hare Krishna? Like, some of us oh, maybe okay. haven't heard it before. Like, what, oh, yeah, does okay. what does it mean? You know what I mean? Like, let's get into that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the main practice that I do is mantra chanting. Uh, mantra is a Sanskrit word consisting of man, meaning the mind. And cha means try to, to free the mind. So it's mind deliverance. Uh, and you can see you have so many things on your mind. Oh man, I gotta do this. <laughs> Yo. oh, I gotta get that. I gotta get that job. I gotta do this thing, this thing. And you're lamenting about every opportunity you missed out. Ah, oh, I could have got that girl if I just said this. Oh, I got, I could have got that job. Could have got that cash. You know. And yeah. uh, the mind just jumps between those two really most of the time. But uh, the sound vibration is a spiritual sound. It goes like this. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So when chanting that mantra, all it is is just like chanting with the tongue and hearing with the ear. The, mm. You have a, there's like a shakti or power that we have within us from the, uh, the hearing power and the chanting power, that's within the soul. And by doing that, we activate our super senses or our spiritual senses, our spiritual awakening is taking place. And um, I could talk more about it, but one just, if you really want to know about it, it's just by doing it. Yeah. Um, you can't, like I could tell you about a cake, how nice it is, what ingredients in there, but you know, I could read your recipe, but unless you actually eat it, then you really know what the cake's about. So, uh, this chanting can be done by if it, you don't have to be religious or a monk or anything. Um, you don't even need to have beads. You can sort of count on your fingers. And then it kind of helps train the minds to be focused within life. If, um, if you do a certain number of mantras every day. So maybe you can just count on your fingers. You got like 10 fingers. So you just count Hare Krishna like that. You just keep counting on each finger. You can try 10 mantras today. Why not? And try for a week. And if you feel good, then you can do more. If it doesn't work, then maybe you didn't do it properly. Or, you know, try something better. If you find something better, you can let me know about <laughs> This is pretty I good, like if someone showed me something better, man, that would, yeah, that would be pretty cool too. I've always liked that about, you know, bhakti yoga is like a lot of people who present bhakti yoga, you know, 
at um at a temple or at a at a, a you know a, a training center they'll say that like if there's something better out there like i'll i'll take it on i'll actually i'll give up bhakti and i'll take that i've always been attracted to that confidence in the the process like this bhakti is is so complete it answers so many of my questions and it meets so many needs um but if if you find something even better which you know that yeah i i was just i i thought that was a very um refreshing confidence because i think a lot of platform speakers at churches you know or um in other religions um they're very anti other religions right they're like you know as soon as you you mention another religion they almost they 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 sort of tighten up and and you know they just want to put it in a a box like that's wrong um mm-hmm. but that's kind of the opposite what you're saying it's like if there's something else then i'm open so but um you know so yeah anyway you just mentioned um like three practices that you do like you wake up at 4 or 5 and you you chant this mantra in in like song with others and then you said you do 2 hours of 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 the meditation on your beads and you said you you're vegetarian um and you only eat you know food that's been blessed um so f- yeah like what would you recommend for someone who wanted to start practicing bhakti yoga like where could they start like um i you mentioned you know counting 10 mantras um what about with the food and the the other stuff yeah um pretty much how i got started was um i was uh, my dad was practicing bhakti yoga and chanting this mantra and stuff i had no interest like I'm just going to be honest with you like I never liked Hare Krishna. Whereas <laughs> <laughs> I I saw like cuz um you know I grew up in an Indian family Hindu background and I remember when I was like 10 years old I saw him in the city uh doing the chanting on the street and I thought these guys are absolutely useless they're not helping anyone they're not doing good for anyone and uh they just wipe people trying to be hindu they actually just a sex cult who just smoke ganja every day that was my conclusion when i even said, though your dad was practicing no no this is uh, he practiced much later but oh. like i was like you know once i that was like first impression so you know it's funny you can't you can't you can't judge <laughs> it's funny how quickly we judge you know yeah so um yeah that definitely wasn't on the cards self self realization was but not in that way and uh but my dad was taking up the practice and he was at home he would do his chanting wake up early like I was saying and being vegetarian eating only blessed food and uh i one thing i observed about his behavior was that you know just being around him he was very peaceful that's that's what i noticed and uh he would tell me stuff like from the philosophy but i didn't know it was hari krishna for it was his knowledge because he was much older and he's had many experiences so i would accept it but i could never follow it so then me and him came a bit closer and um i always saw he read certain books like bhagavad gita and uh i i it came to a point actually where yeah it's quite everyone has this kind of story but i'll say it and yeah i kind of broke up with a girlfriend it's heartbroken <laughs> yeah and uh you know i was on the rock bottom and according to the philosophy that i you know conjured up within myself it all fell to pieces and full depression. Uh yeah, depression and you know, suicidal which is quite common. Right. And 
And uh, but I saw that my dad was always peaceful. So and he's reading this book. So I better give it a go. So um, he gave me. He didn't give me that book. He gave me a book called Science of Self-Realization, which is a really cool book because it doesn't have like this religious kind of mood in there. Okay. A lot of it is like logic and argument. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you a belief system. It gives you like a process where you can understand uh, that you're not the soul. It's not like telling you a belief that you are not this body. It's like you must believe or you're going to hell or something. It's nothing like that. Right. And uh, it gives you a process that, okay, what is the nature of soul? Uh, it's it's a part and parcel of the supreme soul, which I thought was pretty cool too, you know. Whereas like, you know, because the body, it was describing the body. If you look at the body, it's just a bag of skin full of blood, bone, urine, pus, stool, all nice things, you know. It's not, if you just <laughs> look inside, it's not a very nice thing to identify with the bag of stuff, right? But if it's like a spiritual spark, of, of God, which is eternal, like lives forever and knows everything and is always having a good time. That's, I feel like that's a better thing to identify with. Right. Yeah. I think it was, uh, Jiva Goswami, um, one of the teachers in the Bhakti lineage. He, he said, if you were to simply be inside out, <laughs> you'd be constantly trying to, yeah, yeah. Shoo away flies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All these guts hanging out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, nasty. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, um, just, I, and then going through it more and more, uh, why meat eating is wrong. And it was very logical, very, um, like, yeah, like, as I said, science of self realization was very scientific. It didn't push a belief system. It gave you a way to understand through logic and argument that um, we're more mm. than this material body and we have a connection with something higher. Mm. And a way to realize, uh, it gives a it gives a practical way to experience that connection. Mm. So that's what I love most about what I'm doing is that any faith that I develop is only for experiencing what I practice here and now. And um, pretty much the main realization I got from reading that book and um, practicing is that it got, I've never been bored. I've always had something to do. There's never been a boring moment. Like I'm in quarantine now, right? So they're like, the police give you notes. Yeah, you should stay busy and learn a language or something. They even suggest meditate and stuff. You know, don't watch the news. Don't spend too much time on the internet. It'll just stuff up your mind. And like, it, there's a nurse that calls you every day and say, oh, are you okay? Do you need something? Have a psychological help. We're ready to help you. People freak out in quarantine. People freak out, you know, domestic violence went up like anything during lockdowns and stuff. People freaked out, right? Because like they, they couldn't be occupied the mind. The mind was totally disturbed and it came out in, uh, in bad ways. So, Mm. um, but yeah, talking about uh, how someone you should connect, the best way is usually just to find someone who's practicing. And if you can't, um, these books are available online, maybe through your zine as well. Yeah. You can get one of those books and you can see the philosophy for what it is. And usually I remember finding reading so many books, you get a good philosophy and then you meet the people and they don't follow the philosophy. They dodge right. it. Right. So then, you know, you meet the people behind the philosophy. Mm. So I remember I went to the temple first time and I heard the chanting with the music. And whatever depression in my heart went away straight away. But whoa, yeah. that's powerful stuff, you know. Because oh, usually, yeah. like, you break up with someone, it takes like half the time you were with them to get over it, right? Right. Yeah. About that. And then um, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm prepared to like, you know, truck through it for whatever amount of time. But that whole that 
whatever heaviness in the heart just went, you know, I was like, whoa, that's powerful stuff. And then I saw them very sincere. Yeah. Uh, photos, they were just sincere. And then um, I started practicing and hanging out with them more. And what's cool, like you said um, before, it's like, it's a process. And you just continue practicing it. So that's how I feel now. I feel like the same as when I joined, I'm practicing the process as if when I was joined, I'm still practicing the process. And if something better comes out, I just take that, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, uh, you know, barracking for a team or something, you know? Right. Like a fanatic. Right. You're dedicated to the truth rather than a religion. Yeah, religion in the bad sense, yeah. <laughs> I'm not dedicated to those. Uh, yeah, just uh, like I said, the faith develops through the experience of the practicing the process. Scientific. Yeah. Nice. You do the experiment, you get the results. So, like that. Okay, so you recommend, um, yeah, get a, find someone who's practicing bhakti yoga. Um, get a book, um, practice the mantra, you know, chant it 10 times and see how it feels. Um, be vegetarian. Um, what if someone just wants to like, like that, that's like a big commitment. Like I don't want to read a whole book or I don't want to totally change my diet or could they just chant the mantra and and get some results yeah yeah you take what you can obviously you know that's like pretty much what our like what my kind of service or job is you know going out on the street and chanting the mantra because um you know it enters people's ears it purifies the whole atmosphere and you know people are not inclined to come and search for you to get started mm -hmm. so you go out to them and then you give them that spiritual sound vibration and it awakens something of the soul in the, within their heart. Mm. Like that. Like, you know, I, I saw him and I was very negative, but man, right. now I'm very blissful. So True. Nice. I'm thankful for, for them to just go out of their way to come out. So the whole thing of like seeing Harry Krishna monks, if they still go on the street, is that, um, yeah, they're out to give that spiritual sound vibration uh, and uh, awakening anyone who's like on the path. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so that's that's the idea. So it's like two ways. There's people who are seeking and people that are helping people in their uh, journey of the self. Yeah. Nice. Wow, that's awesome, man. Um I thought what, one of my favorite uh, podcasts is um, the late morning show with Nam, Nam Russ. <laughs> and yeah, he does yeah, this yeah. thing called uh, a quick fire round um, okay. where I just, I could basically just ask you a couple of random questions, like um, just real quick, oh, yeah. just whatever That's first thing comes to your mind, you just say that. Yeah. All right. Sure. Um, so what is your favorite thing for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> i like uh i like two things either it's pasta for breakfast or, yeah or, uh, wow. pasta or um or kitchery these are the two favorites sure. yeah. okay um if you could spend if you had to spend um your whole quarantine right now um with one person and you didn't have any internet nothing like that who would that be <laughs> uh, well i'm not a social person am i <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you're I'm thinking one person. His name is Jade. He was like he joined me on doing Harinam in Australia. He's from South Africa. Um 
Yeah, like maybe if you type in schoolies and Hare Krishna and YouTube, you'll see him in action. And uh, yeah, he he's a really nice guy, and uh, we get along quite well, and especially in close quarters. And uh, we like to do like get on a lot of reading together. And, uh, yeah, just have a good time, I guess. So yeah, that's probably the person I would choose. Yeah. Nice. Um, favorite book. Favorite book? Yeah, it's got to be the Srimad Bhagavatam, yeah? Favorite chapter or pastime? Favorite pastime? It's a big book, you know. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest <laughs> book I know. <laughs> it's like 18,000 verses, man. Favorite pastime. The only one that I remember had, I like, because it may not be, but I remember the only chapter that I thought I have to read this chapter again, it was so good. It was like Dhruva Maharaj, he's older, and he, he, he goes to fight the Yakshas to avenge his brother's death. It's like hardcore, it's a big fight, you know, there's all these mystic powers involved, and he's cleaning mm. up Yakshas, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets in like, trouble for that too. Yeah, yeah, Lord Brahma, Manu, and Verikam, and yeah, yeah. Stern word for for that, eh? Yeah, if they just like this book is so good, right? If they just got one chapter, made a movie out of it, that'd be like the greatest movie in the history of the world. Wow, it's like it's so colorful. It's got everything in there: philosophy, Mm. science. It's got romance. It's got poetry. It's got horror. It's got martial arts. It's Mm. Everything you could think of that interests you, action yeah. pack, Everything. it's all in there. You know? Yeah, it's true, eh? And on top of that, you get complete self-realization. What fact. a way to go! What a cool it's book, man. That's yeah. a fact. Um, favorite sloka or verse? Yeah, uh, this one, uh, two fifty-nine from Bhagavad Gita. So, yeah, the yogi is restricted from sense enjoyment, but the taste still remains by experiencing a higher taste. He gives up the lower taste and he's fixed in consciousness. Nice. Yeah. You always got to get a higher taste, man. Even within your process, you're practicing now, you got to get higher and higher and higher. Stay high forever, y'all. <laughs> Word. Yeah, I like that. Nice. That's, That's cool. awesome. Thank you so much, bro. It's been a real pleasure. It's all right. No, no, no worries. And uh, yeah, we should we can do it again because I was I was I thought you were gonna ask me to tell you some Harinam stories, but I was just thinking that we haven't even like I our... just got started, bro. Man, the the. I, I was going to say it in my introduction of you, but um, why don't you tell the Occupy Melbourne story? I can't even remember what happened. <laughs> okay, I'll just say it in my language instead. Yeah. I couldn't care less who's listening because uh, I couldn't, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I remember we had to do this. I didn't like that urban yoga. <laughs> It does like because like um we'd we'd go like we'd invite people and I just felt fake man. I'm sorry, I felt fake. I couldn't be myself, you know. It's like oh no new people are coming, oh Westerners are coming in, you know, maybe they don't like how you are. I don't care, bruh. Like, you know, this, I, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to interact. So it's cool, you know, this, why should I pretend to be someone else? Yeah. I came to, I'm already been pretending to be someone else for millions of lifetimes and now I'm trying to 
finally be myself who I really am as a soul. Mm. And then you're telling me that, you know, it's not appreciated. No, no, I'm going to be, I want to be real. So anyway, <laughs> we had to do it. It was like, it's, you know, the, the, the superior said you must do it. So Did we came in there. Describe what that was? It, it was like, like a. Yeah, yeah. So like a... most, okay. All right. So most people won't rock up towards the temple. You know, you kind of feel like I don't want to do the wrong thing. So you don't rock up. So then we have like a center where we had the practice of Krishna consciousness or bhakti yoga. And, uh, you know, you we have the chanting, the music, a little philosophy talk, you know, but without all the rituals and ceremonies that part of the, the ancient tradition, which may be in hindrance to someone who's not used to that culture. So, yeah, it was called urban yoga. And it was in the middle of the city. And, yeah, we had a few people coming through. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, on the corner, it's, uh, now they're building an underground railway station there. Really? That, that Collins Square. What is the city oh, square? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Melbourne's changed quite a bit now. Really? So, yeah, they had Occupy Wall Street. So the Melbourne Uni students and other youngsters, they got inspired by that and they wanted to occupy Melbourne. And they just took over that area to go against uh, democracy and capitalism and a protest, you know. And they set up like a mini village there. And, and then I was thinking, come on, man, there's only like three people here. And we got like hundreds of people there that yeah. are wanting a change in the world. Yeah. And we can bring it just from yeah. this mantra, right? So I was just like, stuff this i'm going and grab the drum let's go and then yeah you mucho you came with me <laughs> and uh i i just remember going in there and uh the only two or three things i remember we went in there and uh we were welcomed and they would follow the chanting they learned the chanting and the, everyone's dancing in a big circle i don't know how many people I reckon about 80, eh? 80. There's a video. Oh, there's even a YouTube. video. You have yeah. It? The sound is horrible. And so is the, the, the okay, image yeah. quality, but you can see it. It's like. Okay. It's, it's rad. Okay. And, uh, two, then the one thing I remember was like one guy came up next to us dancing. He goes, wow, you guys smell so nice. I smell like <laughs> I never, I never, never knew anyone was trying to smell me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys smell so nice, you know. And then, yeah, everyone was joining hands, dancing and uh, chanting, and really appreciative. And we came back to the urban yoga, and it was like we were just in, like, you know, so Bliss, bright yeah. and yeah, yeah, we we're buzzing like anything, you know. It was so cool. Yeah, wow. we, we we had many Haryanas together. We did some crazy things, I think. Trying That's the main one for me, though. Like, that was... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember you even set up a book table there. And then, yeah, like, I got photos whatever of that. From, whatever leftovers from the restaurant. With the yeah. That was pretty yeah. cool. Then you put it a lot. That was like... Yeah, that was a big thing. And uh, we made a lot of friends for that. Yeah. Uh yeah, even now, like with this whole pandemic thing, um, kind of like, because the material was just like the material body, temporary, full of misery and full of ignorance. So when you put the spiritual energy, like the soul is eternal, full of knowledge and bliss. So that pervades the atmosphere when you go out and chant the mantra with music out on the streets. So I feel like it's never been needed or demanded before such realization because most people are distracted by entertainment sports and so many things and how many times can you watch the news and hear the same stuff right it gets boring so they want some alternative and we have it and we can just simply be out there and give the sound we don't even need to contact them physically so we can be safe from any contamination of the coronavirus and then we can give spiritual inspiration where people are actually needing that. They're sick of being inside. They're sick yeah. of being in fear. 
you know, identifying the body, yeah. you know, not, you know, that temporary, that temporary nature always yeah. haunting them, that death will come, you know, you, you can transcend these things from this, this mantra and that, that, in, and how it's expressed through smiles and dancing and chanting. Like when you chant, you, you just want to naturally dance. Mm. So. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it's never been a better time. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting out and hitting the streets and uh, trying to get people some spiritual inspiration. Yeah. Nice. Right. Well, I think that's an awesome. But, um, uh, yeah. That's an awesome note to to wrap up with. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, you're definitely a big inspiration for me. Um, yeah, from from the time that you uh, you you started on this journey, um, you know, we were living in the temple together, um, and basically like washing dishes and um, serving at the restaurant full time. Um, but you know, you really yeah, that was uh, cool. That was cool. I remember I was like kind of whining yeah, so about much it. Fun. I was a little bit like sometimes I'd whine about it, like oh man, I want to do bigger things, you know. And you did too, but you were you had a, a mature outlook on it. You're like, yeah, but this is also good, you know. And this is this is also spiritual yeah, service. And you were you yeah, were positive man. about it, and I I really admired that. I was like, man, he also wants to do bigger things, but he's like. He's not whining about it. And then you just went and did it. You just like took off with the Haridam Ruchu group and now you've been traveling the world. How many times now? You're probably like, do you count? They did an eighth, this year was the eighth year, eighth world tour. Wow. But, um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of dropped off on the, uh, sixth world tour. I wouldn't go completely around the world because they wouldn't go through Africa. Oh. So in the last two years, I was concentrating more on Africa because there's 52 nations and uh, Bhakti or Krishna consciousness is established mainly in four countries. There's a little bit in some other countries, but four countries, South Africa, Kenya, Nigeria, and Ghana. And the Africans are amazing people. I like yeah. them. I like them so much. They're really like sweet, sweet people, you know. And they're so spiritually inclined. They love to hear about um, uh, spirituality, Krishna consciousness. So. Yeah, I, I, we went to Ethiopia for the first time. That was cool. That was scary and cool at the same time. They've never seen anything like it. It's a bizarre place. But um, I'll tell you, I guess we can do it some stories next time you, know, you can yeah. think of some different things yeah but um, many stories i can't remember so you kind of have to like you have to like uh get inside of me and churn yeah. me out or something right. like yeah but you've dropped off now what's with that no no so now with the pandemic we kind of all split up now uh mission john's in europe Mahavishnu Swami is in Bali. Savisach is in Bali. Sham and his wife, they're in Vrindavan. Sunny Pony Moon is in UK. Uh, I'm in Australia. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's, it, it's kind of natural, you know, you have a group of, you know, four or five years and then, you know, it peaks after the third year and then it goes down and other or they just start their own thing in their own way because like I joined the group when I was like just before 25 years old now I'm like 33 and as you grow older you kind of like you grow within yourself and you're able to um, maybe start your own project for example copy oh. kid forever yeah nice so. well I wish you full success in all your endeavors and yeah I mean I think the, your success is already there um, anyway, like you, you've already proven, you know, so much, uh, um, Shakti, you know, you, you I love my favorite photos of your, um, uh, in Africa, 
with like those kids and that kid has like a like a a coke bottle for a drum yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah 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 i think i'll use that photo for like the 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 thumbnail or the or yeah, something that like that on the zoom oh my god yeah okay all right well um let's end here bro um thanks for your time and i look forward to part two um stories from africa Africa. We yeah. have many from around the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't even counted how many countries we've been to, but yeah. Um, I don't know what's, what we can do. Let's hopefully do something. Yeah. All right. Let's just focus mm-hmm. on, on your thing there. Your thing is, is chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and, and you've got heaps of dancing and dancing. Dancing. Yeah. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> if I had better editing skills, I'd I'd steal some some uh, footage of your your like high jumping on Harinam. <laughs> You're like the jumper man. Yeah, you can't jump so. Any photo? Yeah, I don't no, know how, like, I... photographers do it. Like, whenever they take a photo, yeah, the... they're just in the air. Are you just like levitating constantly, or are you just like constantly jumping? Uh... <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I think they're just really, really good photographers. Awesome, brother. All right. Well, um, have a yeah, good night. All the best with your quarantine. Yeah. Hope you can. Uh, yeah. Thanks, bro. Power on. In video form. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Hope it works out. Okay. Peace out, brother. All right. One love. <laughs> I guess you can stop the recording. Yeah, I'm trying to, my mouse isn't working. I'll have to edit this bit out. Yeah, I think you can edit most of the stuff and cut the. What is it? The uh, the silences or something. Like that. The what?